0: today's a, a, a day that a lot of people uh, that uh, are are not normally religious people end up uh, going to services and and hearing lessons and a lot of times lessons are revolved around uh, the resurrection of the Lord uh, because many people believe at this time uh, that uh, the Lord, uh, was raised from the dead, and, and so that, that's, uh, that's what they preach. They preached the resurrection in, in association with, uh, with Easter. Now, um, you know, I, I've, I've done some study, and I, I've not seen things to be exactly the case. So uh, I refrain from preaching on that subject at this time. Uh, but on the subject of our Lord, I would like to preach about some things concerning Jesus himself. And of course we know that Jesus is deity, uh, but I had some questions here recently uh, from a few members and I decided that instead of using those for a question and answer type setting, uh, that we talk about these things specifically in a sermon. And so the, the question is, can we pray to Jesus? Now, can we pray to Jesus? That's, that's a simple question, Right? It's a simple question, uh, but uh, this question has been wrought with various concerns. I mean, you know, I've I've talked with people before, and people uh, stand on either side of the issue. And the people that uh, uh, stand on the more conservative side, I guess, would say, well, um, I don't see that example anywhere. Another, on the other side of the issue, someone will say, well, Jesus, therefore, is deity. Since he is deity, therefore, you can actually pray to Jesus because he is deity. So we're going to talk about this. And I want to talk about this in depth this morning. And I hope you got your Bibles because we are going to be using them heavily this morning. And so, if you would, open up your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. And verse five. First question I have in association with this thought is, is Christ our mediator? And if he is our mediator, then what does that mean and what does he do? So, first Timothy two and verse five. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. Christ is our mediator. So what does that mean? Oh, a mediator is someone who is a go-between-two-parties. You know, they, um, a mediator, and, and a lot of times we think about this in, in uh, terms of law, you know, a mediator is going to go between two parties to settle a disagreement, if you will. You know, uh, to, to settle some sort of a, uh, a case. Well, in our case with our Heavenly Father, Jesus the Christ is our mediator. He goes between an unholy man to a holy god and he makes all those things possible because see without jesus how could we get to the father well that is impossible john six forty four and 45 but christ is our mediator and so if we think about this thought of christ being our mediator and you think about prayer well i think this brings up kind of a difficult situation for people who would say that it's okay to pray to Jesus. And that would be this. If we are to pray to Jesus, maybe we're going to have difficulty with the thought of praying to Jesus through Jesus. It seems like a little bit of a a strange thought, doesn't it? Now, we're not going to end there. We, We have much more to talk about, but I want to give you some Some New Testament passages that direct us and direct our minds in who we are to pray to. First is Matthew chapter 7. Look at Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11. You're going to find that God, the Father, gives good gifts to those who what? Who ask God the Father gives those gifts. It doesn't say anything else around that, but the Father, God the Father. Now, we need to make this specification known before we get too in-depth on this subject. But in general terms, when you see God, who is that talking about in the Godhead? Is it talking about the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't know of anybody that would say that. Uh, Some people want to say that it is Jesus, but Jesus is often referred to as Lord. And Savior, and in the New Testament references him most of the time as Jesus the Christ. And Christ in different ways like that. And so when we look in general at the word God. In the New Testament we're going to find a lot of times what is that going to refer to? It's going to refer to God the Father. God the Father. In John chapter 16 verses 23 through 29. A couple of things about this passage. Let's read it together. John 16. 23 through 29 says, And in that day ye shall ask me no question. Verily, verily, I say unto you, If ye shall ask anything of the Father, He will give it to you in my name. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be made full. These things have I spoken unto you in dark sayings. The hour cometh... When I shall no more speak unto you in dark things, but shall tell you plainly of the Father in that day, ye shall ask in my name. And I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loved you, because ye have loved me and have believed that I I came forth from the Father. I came out from the Father and am come into the world again. I leave the world and go into the Father His disciples say, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no dark saying. Look at verse 23. And then that day ye shall ask me no question. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if ye shall ask anything of whom? Anything of the Father. He will give it you in my name. Now, what is this term, in my name? What does that mean? Well, that is the authority of. When we see that phrase, we need to remember that is the authority of somebody. And so, in my name, and this is Jesus speaking, he says, In my authority, God will grant you this thing. But again, who are we directing this thought to? We are directing it toward the Father. We are directing it toward him and not the Son. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 22, Simon the sorcerer, as we, we like to call him. Simon, uh, he was, uh, after he had wanted to get the gift of, um, of miracles, to be able to perform miracles, and, and of course, you know, he, he did not have a, a pure heart when he asked for this ability. And when he was looking at, at, at getting this, the, he was reprimanded. And part of his reprimanding, it was said this. You need to go and pray God for forgiveness. Nothing else but the Father. Simon is told to pray to God. In Acts chapter 12 and verse 5, the church prayed to God for Peter. In Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And you see this with a lot of different... Uh, things we'll, we'll name off in at least one more. But a lot of times in Paul's introductions, he mentions things like this. But look at Romans chapter 1. Romans 1, verses 8 through 10. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is proclaimed throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve in my spirit in the gospel of his Son. How unceasingly I make mention of you always in my prayers Making requests, if by any means, now at length, I may be prospered by the will of God to come unto you. All the subject here is talking about what? The context is talking about prayer. And in this context, who is Paul directing these prayers to? God. God the Father. Even mentions God and the Lord Jesus Christ together. But yet still... Is directing his prayers toward whom? The Father. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 7. Now pray to God that ye do no evil. Not pray to the Holy Spirit. Not pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. But pray to God that ye do no evil. In Romans 10 and verse 1. My heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel... That they may be saved. Yet again. Romans 15 and verse 30. Romans 15:30. Now I beseech you, brethren, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. And in, in this passage, I love this passage for this very reference because what? You have all three parts of the Godhead here. And only God the Father is mentioning having the prayers go to. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1. Verses 16 and 17. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. So what do we see here? He's saying, look, I'm praying for you. I'm giving thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That same thought process goes over into the next sentence, the next part of the sentence rather. This is one sentence. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you these things. So... Who do we see? God the Father is directed here as the one receiving prayer. Ephesians 3, verses 11 through 16, we see that we have access to the Father through Jesus. And we see that Paul bows knees to the Father. In Ephesians 5 and verse 20, giving thanks for all things to God... The Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, God the Father. Philippians 4 and verse 6, let your requests be made known to God. And then 1 Thessalonians 3, 9 and 10, and also 2 Thessalonians 1, 11 through 12, explicitly speaks about praying to God the Father. Now, to me, you know, there's, there's 14 passages here that we've, we've listed. But if these passages weren't enough for you, there's another thing that we can mention here. And this is one of the passages, uh, part of the passage that we read this morning. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 5. I exhort therefore, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, thanksgivings... Be made for all men, for kings and all that are in high places, that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and gravity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our, our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and come to knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator also between God and men, Himself man, Christ Jesus. And so people will look at this passage and go, "Okay, so." Christ is the mediator. I got that. But this does not mention prayer. This does not specifically mention prayer. The context, brethren, is prayer. Because when you skip down to verse 8, I will that men pray everywhere. It's just leading into the next thought. Brethren, when I look at these passages, and I hope that you see it with me, that when we pray, we pray to God the Father. We don't pray to Jesus and we do not pray to the Holy Spirit. Now, why is that? Well, we, we've mentioned already that Jesus is the mediator. Jesus is the mediator. So, Jesus is the go-between for us and the Lord, or the Lord God. So, Jesus being that mediator, he has his role there in prayer the Holy Spirit has a role in prayer but when we are looking at whom we are to pray to it's the father and someone will say well what about what about John 14 and verse 14 John 14 and verse 14. It says this, if ye shall ask anything in my name, that will I do. Now, brethren, the word ask here is not the word for prayer. The word ask is the word that means to literally talk to somebody. Talking directly to somebody. It's not the word for prayer. And so... Brother, now if we keep this in the context of prayer, if we think about it in that text, then we need to think about this. If we are going to ask the Father for anything, whose authority do we ask it of? We ask it in Jesus' authority. Not in anybody else's authority. And so that's what we need to do. We need to keep things here in the context. Another one that I've heard quite a bit is this one. Oh, what about, what about Stephen? Oh, what about Stephen? Let's go over to Acts chapter 7. Go to Acts chapter 7 with me. Acts chapter 7. And of course we know that Stephen, he was, uh, he was preaching and, and some things befell him that, uh, that were quite memorable to us. And we'll start in verse 54. Now when they heard these things, there were cuts to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed upon him. With one accord, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of the young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon the name of the Lord and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So there, you know, there it is. Stephen prayed to Jesus, right? Well, that's not exactly what happened, is it? Now, see, when you're looking at what happened here, he had been preaching. They did not like what had been preached, and they came at him to stone him, to beat him. And when they were they were doing this, Stephen looks up. And when he looks up, he literally sees the glory of God and Jesus standing At the right hand of the glory of God. And if we are to keep this in the context. Like we should. When we look down at verse 59. Stephen. Is literally talking. To Jesus. He's not praying to him. He sees him and he is talking to him. That is much different brethren. Than prayer. We need to remember that. Because it's, it, this is the only instance where anybody can get close enough to say that anybody prayed to Jesus. It's right here. And he didn't pray to Jesus. He talked to him. Amen. And last, but certainly not least, I want to bring up this, this last thought. Go over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Of course, uh, Matthew chapter six we all know is is it's the model prayer and and you know, let's look at verses nine through thirteen. Matthew six nine through thirteen. Uh, they they said you know Lord teach us to pray. And this is the response after this manner. Therefore pray ye, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done as in earth uh, as in heaven so on earth give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and bring us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one for if you give men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you and we we'll look at this brethren Jesus gives an example of a prayer Now, mind you, this prayer is not fitting for today. You know, this is not a prayer fitting for us because things in this prayer have already come to fruition. But, brethren, when we're looking at this idea here, the very first part, he says, Pray ye this way, Our Father, Who art in heaven. Again, the Father... And someone will say, well, you know, Jesus was alive at that point. But it wasn't beside Jesus to mention something that would happen after his death, is it? And to explain to a person what they must do after his death. And so that being the case, Jesus could have easily said here, what? You know, pray this way. And then after my death, pray this way. But he didn't. Because where is the authority, brethren? The authority is with God the Father. In Matthew 28, verse 18, the Father gives that authority to the Son. He has all authority in heaven and in earth. So while the Son has the authority... Does that mean that we now pray to Jesus? No, after the Son has the authority, we see all these other references to praying to God. And since the Holy Spirit here is the author, it must be accurate. Brethren, we need to approach this matter with an open heart because, quite frankly... This is a growing concern among brethren. This is something that I've seen over the past several years. and In preaching school, it was becoming a good enough concern that you know we talked about it frequently. And the point here, brethren, should not be that we want to be right and everybody else is wrong. The point should be, I want to be right so I can serve the Lord properly. And so, the answer to a simple question, can I pray to Jesus? No, I sure can't. Because that is not what the Lord had intended for us to do. We're to pray to God the Father. Now, I know that this lesson is not one that would uh, maybe incite one to repentance. But you know what? We do have to study to come to this conclusion. And another question here is, are we studying God's word you know, outside of the assembly? Well, we need to. Second Timothy 2 and verse 15 you know, uh, is, is very plain. You know, study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not be ashamed, handling aright the word of truth. Are we studying? Are we keeping ourselves pure? James one twenty seven. And if we're not keeping ourselves pure, then brethren, we are in need of repentance. If there is someone here that is in need of repentance this morning, we want you to make things right with the Lord. And so will you not just please come, please come, as we stand and as we sing.
1: I was sinking deep in sin, on the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love. Danger, look above. Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, billows His will obey. He, your Savior, wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could help, love lifted me. Amen. Our closing song will be number 756. Thank you guys for singing out with me this, this morning. Uh, I'm not Mike Mitchell. Apparently he's still in Rome and uh, he couldn't Skype in and do the song leading. So it's frantically getting some songs together this morning. So anyway, very happy to uh, lead you guys in singing this morning. 756. We'll sing uh, one, two, and three. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing His mercy and His grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, He'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all We'll sing and shout the victory While we walk the pilgrim pathway Clouds will overspread the sky But when traveling days are over Not a shadow, not a sign When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will We'll see Jesus. We'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory will the toils of life repay. When we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory